Let's pray. You hear the song. It's a simple song. Hallelujah. Our God reigns. Okay? We're all going to sing it and sing along with them. And I want to hear everybody's voice. Sing the song. Okay? Let's go. Uh-huh. Let's go, right? God Let's sing it. If you sing it, your friend will follow you. Hallelujah. And close your eyes as we sing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our God as we sing Hallelujah Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus Sing it with, from your heart We'll sing it one more time Hallelujah means praise the Lord. Okay? Sing with meaning. Sing with understanding.
Aleluya 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 up your voice and sing. up your voice and talk to the Lord. Just tell the Lord you want to encounter him this weekend before you leave here. Talk to him yourself. Lord, I want to encounter you before I leave. Reveal yourself to me. Jesus, I want to know you. Reveal yourself to me. Just talk to him. Talk to the Lord. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Jesus is here right now with us. I feel his presence among us. Thank you, Jesus. We are not worthy that you should come and spend the weekend with us. But you are here. Not only you, but you have come with a whole host of angels. Glory glory. Thank you, Jesus. And every one of us will get a touch from you. That we will know you in a deeper way and encounter you and experience you for who you really are. Thank you for the host of angels that surround us. Holy Spirit, thank you for that unique touch upon every heart in this place. Speak to us. Let us have fun. Let us have excitement 
in your presence. Thank you. I ask for your covering upon every one of us. I rebuke every work of the evil one in the name of Jesus. And I declare that we have come under the covering of the Almighty, the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Thank you, Lord, for your flaming sword that hovers over us for a mighty protection. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you for coming. Your life will never be the same again. Your life will never be the same again. You will remember this camp and you would always make reference to this camp and say that was when it all began because God will touch your life in a way you have never known before. Amen. Now, those of you who are not used to the way I am, I I may not be your usual preacher because I just like to talk. So if you are expecting me to have a nice preaching time, you might be disappointed because we'll just be talking. And if I see you sleeping, I can easily poke my hand into your eyes. Even though I'm, you have glasses, I'll take out your glasses and then poke my hands to your eyes and then after I put the glasses back. So make sure you don't sleep, okay? What is our theme for the camp? What is our theme? Yes. What is our theme for this camp? Um, Jaden? Seekers? <laughs> Seek. <laughs> Did you hear Jaden? What's our theme for the camp, Jaden? What's our theme for the camp? Can you read the screen, Jaden? <laughs> Diligent what? Diligent seekers. Diligent seekers. Okay? Diligent seekers. We'll see what the Lord has for us as we look into this. But I will allow myself to be led. And so I may not necessarily go according to plan. Or I may. I don't know. We'll see. And my intent is not to rush through stuff. So... The theme scripture on which we have our theme is Hebrews 11, verse 6. Princess, can you read for me? But without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Without faith, it is impossible. Um, how, how, how do you think it will be different if it says without faith, it, is, it will be difficult to please God? Is that what it says? It is difficult. If, it's, if we say without faith, it is difficult to please God. As opposed to without faith, it is impossible to please God. What's the difference? Yes, Beverly. Impossible means it can't happen at all. Right? Like um, calculus. How many of you have started? You do calculus. Have you started doing calculus? No? Good for you. You're enjoying. So what are you studying in math? In math class? <laughs> Algebra? <laughs> what? Advanced functions. That's easy stuff. Advanced functions. Okay, so let's say advanced functions. If I say advanced functions, it's impossible to get an A. As opposed to it's difficult to get an A. Does it mean that if it's difficult to get an A, that nobody can get an A? No, someone can still get an A, right? But if it's impossible to get an A, means that no matter how hard you try, you will not get an A, right, Liz? So if he says that it, without faith, it is impossible to please God, it is impossible. It's not that it's difficult, but it's impossible without faith. I mean, it doesn't matter how hard you try, you can try and do whatever, and try all that you can try, but you cannot please God without faith. You can't. It's impossible. I mean, somebody said it's impossicant. It means it cannot be possible. Right? You cannot please God. Now, do you think that it is an important thing to please God? Hmm? Do you think it's an important thing to please God? Now, let's think, think about this. Um, um, somebody like the chief police officer in, let's say, Toronto, if you were, you were in a place where something bad happened, you didn't do anything bad, but you were there, and the chief police officer comes around, you see that he has the power to arrest you, right? Do you think at that moment it will be a very important thing that you can please him no. and make him happy? But you were there at the scene. There are people who are in jail right now. They didn't do anything wrong. They were just at the wrong place. Do you know that? Or you didn't know? Do you think everybody in jail is a bad person? No. Jesus was in jail once. Peter was in jail. They're all not bad people. Not everybody in jail right now is a bad person. Sometimes it's just they found themselves at the wrong place. And they're just taken. Do you think it's an important thing to please an important person? Like, let's say those of you who work if you have a boss, 
do you think it will not be a wise thing if you make your boss angry with you? Or even your teacher in school, who has the power to give you an A, Hadassah, right? Don't you think your teacher can, has the power to give you A or B, right? Sometimes the question, you actually got it wrong, but your teacher can say, oh, because she answered this part and this part, okay, it's fine, I'll still give her the mark, right? But another teacher can also say, Hadassah, I really don't like her. Look at her hair with all the stuff in her hair. I, I never liked it. <laughs> And so I just mark it wrong, right? So people who have the ability to help you, it's really important that you try and make them happy. Don't you think so, Beverly? Somebody like God, do you think it's good to make God happy and God to be pleased with you? And if it's impossible to please God if you don't have faith, then faith is a very important thing. Very, very, very important. You see, it did not say that without holiness, it is impossible to please God. Is that what it says? Without holiness? You all know what holiness is. Judah, what's holiness? Oh my God. Holiness <laughs> like... Like, um, like righteousness and stuff like that. Like holiness, like righteousness. Okay, that's another big word. What's righteousness? Like doing like right. Doing right, right. Doing things right. So doing things right. So here, it does not say without doing things right, you cannot see. That's not what it says. It says without faith, right? You okay, Belinda? So without doing things right, it does not say that. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Then he says, for he who comes to God must believe. That, that's the big word there. Believe. 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 What does it mean to believe something? Yes, Anel. Um, to believe something is to um, have hope that the thing is to have hope that the thing is true. Okay, all of you, if I tell you, believe that I am standing in front of you and I'm, reading a, I'm wearing a red shirt. Does that make sense? Why? Because what? Because you can see me and I'm wearing a red shirt, right? But if I say, believe that Jesus Christ is standing right beside me on my right hand side. That one makes sense, right? Because you really can't see him. So you are trying to believe something that you can't see, right? Then, I, then it's like you are believing it. So if we're, as we are right here, somebody gets up and runs outside. And we're like, why are you running outside? And it's like, because the ceiling is going to fall on us. Right? The person believes something. Whether their belief is true or not, it's not the issue. It's that they believe it, that it's going to happen. And so they run outside. And you guys will be sitting here and the person will be running. Right? Because they believe that the roof is going to fall. And so, believing, we'll talk about believing, but here he's saying that whoever comes to God must believe. 
that he is in other words that he is there or he exists right so remember i told like jesus is standing on my right hand side you really can't see him but you believe if you believe it so he says he's saying believing that you must believe that god is there it's like you really can't see god but you are believing that he is there okay believing that he is there and he rewards those who diligently seek him if I am to tell you guys, you guys know the story of the, is it the emperor? I've forgotten how they, they call it. The, you know the story of this naked emperor who was deceived to think that he was wearing the nicest clothes, but he was actually naked going through town? You, you, you never heard this story? No. How, what, was, what was the title of the story? The Empress something clothes. Right. You never heard of that story? Hey. Okay. Okay, I'll tell you the story. So this emperor, he thought he believed himself to be the wisest in his kingdom. He's the wisest. Nobody is wiser than him. And so he wanted some people to come and sew the best clothes for him and these two guys they wanted to outsmart him right so they came to the king and told the king that this cloth that we are going to sew for you it is only those people who are wise who can see the cloth if you are not wise if you don't have wisdom you will not see the cloth and so the two people they were able to convince the kings the attendants the people in the palace that they can see the cloth even though they can't see it right so they came and then they pretended like this is the cloth and they were stretching it and doing this and with all the people in the king's palace were saying oh wow oh wow this is beautiful this is lovely and the king was sitting on his throne and it's like what i can't see anything but if i say i can't see it all the people in my palace can see it which means that i'm a fool but I also think I'm the wisest, so why should I say I can't see it? Then the king also said, I can see it. <laughs> and so they wanted to put the, the, they wanted to clothe the king with their clothes. So they called the king, he raised his hands, they put the clothes on him. They were pretending like they were putting the clothes, buttoning the buttons and everything. They called the whole town, come and see the king in his nicest clothes. <laughs> and the king, naked, but thinking that he's dressed, walking through the town with his naked body, thinking that he's clothed. And all the people were cheering, cheering, cheering. <laughs> and one small boy, as the king passed by, one small boy said, oh, look at the king's buttocks. <laughs> and they all started laughing that the king was naked. Right? The point is that the king was trying to believe something that was not there. Are you getting it? He's trying to believe something that was not really there. We're talking about believing that God is there. He said, for whoever comes to God must believe that God is there. And that he rewards those who diligently seek him okay 
The king believed that his clothes was there, but the clothes was not there. But here we're talking about believing that God is there and that he actually is not just sitting there like a stone that can't do anything, but he actually also does something and rewards those who diligently seek him. Okay? And so that's, that's our, our whole theme for this weekend, becoming a diligent seeker of God. Okay? Because there's something that God does back. He, he does back to those people who seek him diligently. And what's that? It's a reward. He has a special reward for those who diligent. Not, not, not everybody. It's not everybody who says, God, God, that gets a reward from God. No, God is smarter than that. He doesn't just give nice rewards to everybody. No. Right? You see your phone. How many of you really like your cell phones? Or how many of you will want a new cell phone? <laughs> you want a new cell phone. You see my cell phone here? It's really nice. You guys like it? Oh. <laughs> I was just about to give it to someone. She don't like it. Samsung what? What is what? S one. Is it the Edge one? That's not even a Samsung. It's a Samsung. It's S S nine plus. Is that a new one? Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I think ten is out. But guys, listen. If this this phone, right? Do you think I'll just be giving it to anybody if I were to if I had another phone and I want to give this out as a gift. You think I'll just give it out to anybody? No. I'll give it out to someone who means something to me. Do you get it? I don't just meet somebody on the road and just because the person greeted me good afternoon I take my phone and say, oh yeah, because you greeted me, get this phone. No. <laughs> we don't give things like that. Things that are of value to us, we give it to people who mean something to us. Do you get it? It's the same way God has rewards and he doesn't give his rewards just to people anyhow. No, no, no. Not just because he came to church, God gives you a reward. No, God doesn't do that. He gives it to those who diligently seek him. You know what diligence means? If you are diligently studying for your exams... And another student is not diligently studying for the exam. They are studying. Both of you are studying. But one is studying diligently. The other is studying not diligently. The two of you, which one is more likely to get an A? The one? What did Gabriel say? <laughs> That's a good point. The smarter one. The, the smarter one is more likely to get an A, huh? Because the smarter one will know how to study diligently. It's not how long you study. It's not how long you study that guarantees that you get an A. I hope you all know that. Eh? It's a secret. It's not that you studied for so long, that's why you do well. There are people who study long and they fail. <laughs> okay? You have to be strategic in your study. You have to study with past questions. Do you know what past questions are? Why can't 
You know, do you know what past questions are? Hey. No, questions from the previous year. What? So, year? You, which year are you now? Grade 12, right? You're not the first person in grade 12. Guys, listen. You're not the first person in grade 12. Many people have been in grade 12. The exams that you're about to write, there have been many questions written for that exam before, before you came to grade 12, correct? And those questions, are they available somewhere that you can get? You study with those questions. That's one of the smartest ways to study. These are the questions that the people who were ahead of me were asked when they were writing their exam. And the one who were ahead of them were asked when they were writing their exam. Don't just read the textbook, big textbook, and read the whole chapter, and then read the whole chapter, and read the whole chapter. You won't do well in exams. You get the questions, you read the book, and then you get the questions, and then you check the book. How do I answer this question? How do I answer this question? Because you may not get the same question. They may twist it. But because you read the book and the question, now you can answer it. Okay? What, what, left, what brought the questions to my discussion? See, you're listening. I was testing you guys. Due diligence. So, those who diligently seek him. Now, the question that I have for you guys is... You see that it all begins with coming to God and believing that God exists. He is. Believe that He is. So the question that I ask for you is, does God exist? I want to hear you out. Does God exist? So come on, don't be Christian, whatever. Tell me what you really, really believe. Do you really believe that indeed there is God Okay, why? What makes you believe that indeed there is God? I mean, have you seen God before? Who here has seen God before? Sorry. Who has seen God before? Nobody. Okay, that's a good point. But what makes you think that there is God? Vanessa, what makes you believe that there is God? Because you have encountered his presence. Wow, that's amazing. Because you have encountered his presence. You know, that's a kind of reason that nobody can take away from you. I mean, you could have 10,000 professors who think that they can tell you that God doesn't exist. All the argument is out of the window because, hey, I have encountered his presence. It's like somebody telling you that um, I am standing here and I'm wearing red shirt. Like you've all seen me standing here wearing red shirt. And somebody comes and tells you, no, he's not. He's wearing a blue shirt. Right? And he, he has all these thousand and one arguments that I'm wearing... Uh, green, red, green, whatever shirt, not, nothing red, but you have seen the red shirt. You just ignore them, right? So there's no argument against experience. She said she knows that God exists because what? 
She has experienced God. Okay, so that's Vanessa. What makes you think God exists? Aaron? Faith. Whoa, explain to us. You believe that there is God. What have you witnessed? But but people have had encounters. But Beverly, wait, I'll ask you a question. <laughs> so you stop asking people questions. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So from what I've seen, people having encounters with God, and yeah, so that's why. From what you've seen, people's encounters with God. Good. How about um, my ladies here? One of you should talk. Sarah, Lorna, Hadassah. Which one would, wants to volunteer themselves? What makes you believe that God exists? Yes. Sarah? My experience. Your experience. Yeah. Okay. So you all believe God exists? True? Really? Okay, you make my work easy. So, let's watch this video. If you all believe God exists, we will see how strong your belief is. So, the, question, the next question is, can I know God personally? Yes? Can I know God personally? Let's see. Are you guys on the Wi-Fi already? Yeah. Oh, great. Wait, wait. How long is the the video though? It's just ten minutes. Okay, this is not working. Yeah, Wi-Fi is on. All right, let's talk about it. The question is, can I know God personally? So one, God exists. Okay, we all agree God exists. The next question is, can I know God personally? What do you think? Yes? You mean God who created the whole universe, you can know him like a personal friend? Yeah. You're not scared of God? A little. <laughs> a lot. You think you can know God personally, Fariana? Fariana? Did I say Fariana? You can know God personally? Antonio? You think so? Really? Like you can have 
God as a friend like she's your friend? Yeah. Really? Yes. Okay. Nick? We can know God personally. You think so? Okay. Let's see. To please God... Guys, listen. To please God, two things must happen. Okay? Two things must happen if we will please God. Faith to please God. <clears throat> we must have the faith to relate to God. Faith to relate to God. Build a relationship with God. Get to know God. Okay? Faith to relate to God. It's not like God is some abstracting far somewhere in the universe concerning himself with the stars and the moon and the sun and he has nothing to do with my, my personal life. No. But you have faith to say that, no, actually God is interested in my life. He's interested in everything about me. He's interested in what I'm doing with my life. And he actually wants to be involved. That's faith to relate with God. And then, if you're really going to please God and make God happy with you, you also have to have the faith to take God at his word. Okay? What's the time? Way before 12. It's long time before 12. What time do you guys want us to close? 11.30? What's the time? You said 10.20? Okay. If you guys are going to stay wide awake with your eyes looking at me, I'll try and close at 11. But if you try to sleep, then I'll push it to after 12. Don't worry. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna close early, okay? No, I said before twelve, and I'm sticking to before twelve. But but if you cooperate with me, we'll try and close earlier. So so let's do the talking. What was I saying? Faith to take God at His word. So let's look at the first one: faith to relate with God. Faith to relate with God. Okay, you know, why do you think you need faith to relate with God, Gabriel? Why? Only faith. Mm -hmm. To relate with God. You don't know, eh? What do you think? Yes, Anel? Um, you need faith to relate to God because you first have to believe He exists. You first have to believe He exists, uh huh. And also, since he, you can't see Him physically, you probably will have trials with trying to connect with God. With trying to connect with God because you really can't see Him physically. So true. Right? Faith to relate with God. And then on top of that, God. It's not like us, right? He's great. He's holy. He's everywhere. He knows everything. And you are this tiny little creature on earth. 
trying to connect with God, it's so easy to feel far away from God. It's so easy to feel that God is not interested in my life. But if you have that faith to connect and relate with God, you will still try to approach to Him. That's why the scripture we read in Hebrews 11, 6, it says, For he who comes to God, he who comes. So it's like, He's so big, he's so far away, but I'm still coming to him. I'm still going to him. I'm not staying far away. I'm still making my approach and still going to him. You know, a lot of people, a lot of Christians never get to know God. You know why? Because they are waiting for God to come to them. But those who diligently seek God, they actually go to God. They come themselves to God looking for him diligently seeking for him taking the extra steps whilst other people are just relaxing and having fun and whatever they are taking an extra step to approach and to get to know god you know those are the ones who are diligently seeking him trying to relate and it takes faith it takes belief in god to do that okay and in this other scripture it talks about how we must take god at his word Lorna, read for me. Read it loudly. <coughs> yes. What? What did you say? Lorna, what did you say? Can you see? Can you see? Okay, read it. You don't want to read. Why? Hadassah, read it. Come on, guys, listen, listen. For indeed the gospel says, preach to us as, as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Right. So they heard the God's word. God spoke with them. And when God spoke with them, it didn't benefit them. Why? Because they did not mix it with what? Faith. And if it's not mixed with faith, remember, it says without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. So the very fact that God spoke and they didn't believe him, they are not able to please him. Now, imagine I were to tell you guys that all of you, um, Sunday, I'm going to have a nice present for everyone here. And you know what that present is? iPhone. What was the was the most what was the newest version? XS Max. Sunday, iPhone SX Max for every one of you. Guys, listen. How many of you believe me that I'm going to get you that phone on Sunday? How many of you believe me? You actually believe me that I will get you iPhone SX Max? Oh, you don't believe me. You don't believe me. You believe me. You believe me. Selena, you don't believe me. Kind of. Oh, I don't look believe. I don't look like I can afford iPhone SX Max for all of you. Okay, what if? What if? Um, 
Justin Trudeau came in here and said, I'm getting all of you iPhone SX Max. Will you believe him? You will believe him because he has the money too. All right, now, okay, now let's look at this scenario. Guys, guys, listen. My, I have two boys, right? You know my sons, Elijah and Elisha. Now, if Elijah or Elisha were here, what did he say? Avery Elijah. Nolan Elisha. Okay. So imagine they were here. Elijah is seven years old. Elisha is two years old. So imagine they were here and then I told them, guys, Sunday, I'm going to buy each of you iPhone SX Max. Do you think do you think they're gonna believe me or not? They're going to believe me. If I tell them on Sunday, guys, I'm going to buy both of you brand new Mercedes Benz. Do you think they'll believe me or not? They will believe me. They will believe me. Now, of the two of them, if let's say one of them believes me, right? But the other one always doesn't believe anything that I say I'm going to do for them. I, it doesn't all, it doesn't believe anything that I say out even even when I tell them when I come I'll bring you toffee he yeah he doesn't believe candy <laughs> right he doesn't believe me of the two of them who do you think that I am more likely will want to try to prove myself to the one who believes me or the one who doesn't believe me the one that doesn't believe or the one who believes? So the one that doesn't concede. You're saying prove, right? You're saying prove it to You're trying to prove to the one that doesn't believe you. But if you're just going to get it for real, you give it to the one that does believe you. Oh, yeah, because I mean get it for real. Okay. If I was getting it for real, who do, I, who do you think I'll give it to? This is the one that who believes me, right? The fact that they believe me speaks of a certain way that they look at me. Do you get it? Like all of you, when I said I'll give you the iPhone SX Max, is like, uh, nah. Because if you, you've, you've all looked at me in a way, right? You don't know whether I have one billion in my bank account, but just looking at me in a way, you think that I can't get you that phone, right? But if you were looking at me, you can see on my forehead that I have one billion in my bank account. And I said, I'm getting all of you iPhone SS Max. Wouldn't you believe me? If you could see my bank account. Come on, Linda. <laughs> you will believe me. But I'm a pastor. 
say, yeah, if you were to say, uh -huh. I'm going to give all of you guys iPhones uh -huh. because you guys all came to camp or something. Like right. If you added something to it, because you did I something. Right. Okay, so because you came to camp, I'll give you that. But you if still you believe just give me. it to me, no. What? Why? Or if you say, God told me. I know. Me, to give all of you guys iPhones, so like twenty-five thousand dollars. It's not even that he's buying. We're taxing What? We're taxing twenty-five thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. I'm waiting on something. Are you waiting in faith or out of faith? In faith. In faith. Because he said, right? Now the point is, if you are going to please God, you have to take God at His word. When God says he will do something or God says anything, you just believe it. You know, you don't try to rationalize it like you're trying to size me up. Can he really get an iPhone? Now, you don't try to size God up when he's trying to say, I will do this. You just take him at his word. Those are the kind of people who really please God. You know, I'll try not to go through many scriptures and I'll just tell you what is on my heart, really, and then we'll pray and go to bed. He says, by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. The elders are the patriarchs or the fathers in the faith. By faith, they obtained a good testimony. A good testimony from who? From God. Okay? How would you like it, Nadel, if God is telling everybody in heaven, all the angels, oh, look at Nadel. I re she's, she's just excellent. I really like her. She's amazing. And this is God speaking about you, right? How would you like it? You really like it, right? Now, for God to speak good about somebody, you know that it's for real, right? Because it's God. He's not faking it. He's not like just making stuff up. So here, these elders, they obtained a good testimony because of their faith, not because of what they did, but because of their belief. Amen. Okay? You know, all of us, if I were to ask you, what must you do to please God? What will you say, princess? What must you do to please God? Come on, don't say faith. Tell me what you really thought. Are you sure? How can you have faith? Uduku, Uduku like something. <laughs> what, what must you do to please God? Fariana, if I were to ask you. <laughs> Sorry. I Come on, guys, listen, listen. What will you say? Go to church, read your Bible, pray, praise and worship, fast, believe in Him, have trust in Him, don't worship idols. How many of you agree with that? That if you do all these things, you, you please God. Go to church, fast. Pray, um, don't do bad stuff, right? Don't insult people, be nice. That you do all these things, that God will be pleased with you. Is that true? 
Okay, question. Are there people who do all these things? I mean, they don't go to church. Fine, they don't go to church. They don't, nothing to do with church, but they're very nice. Never steal. They never cheat on their wife or husband. Very faithful in their marriage. Um, very responsible parents. Um, very nice, but nothing God. Are there people like that, that you know? Yeah. Now, so, pick someone who doesn't believe in God, but their life is perfect. And someone who believes in God, but has issues with their life. The two of them, which of them do you think pleases God? The one that's struggling. The one that's nothing to do with God, but their life is perfect. You think that they please God more than... No, no, wait. Reason with me here, okay? This one, their life is all messed up. Okay? But they believe in God. They're still coming to God. Still coming to church. But their life is all messed up. So purposely living like that. Or like they're just going through bad things. Okay, let me clarify. So let's say maybe... They did some abortion. Um, and this person that they are even with, they're not married. And living a sinful life, but still coming to God, chasing after God, and still crying. Every time they are sinning, they are crying, coming to God. And they are falling back in the same sin. And they are crying. Yes, that's why I'm giving you that example. And then this other person, I don't believe in God. I'm an atheist. But my life is perfect. I'm living with my wife and my, my, my children. I'm taking care of them. I, take, I don't do any bad stuff that this person is struggling with. I've never even committed an abortion. Never will do that. It's just with my wife. But I don't believe in God. The two of them. Which of them do you think pleases God? Neither. Yes, Vanessa. The, the one that's not living the best life. The one that's not living the best life. Why? Because after all, like, he still sees God. I mean, like, David still says God. Wow. Wow. See, very, very good answer. Guys, listen. Listen. That's not to say that it's okay to live that kind of sinful life. It's not okay. But the point is that a person of faith pleases God, full stop. No additions, no subtractions. A person of faith, somebody who believes God, has faith to relate to God, has faith to believe God with what he says, you'll please God. Are you with me? I'll give you a few examples and then we'll go home. I mean, we'll go and sleep, okay? <laughs> Not home, but we'll go and sleep. Just a few examples. 
But I'm just thinking because you you said that person is living a sinful life. Yes. So if they have faith and believe in what God is saying, then they would not be living a yes. sinful life. Yes. And we're going to talk about that tomorrow, so actually. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. But tonight, I want to really highlight to you the importance of having faith. Because that is only that is the only thing that will make God happy with you, not what you do or what you don't do. Okay? Look at Enoch. Enoch in the Bible. How many of you know Enoch? Okay. The man who could not die. You know Enoch is still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. He never died, right? By faith, and, um, Michaela, read it for me. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. How did he get that testimony that he pleased God? When you say you're pleasing God, it means you're making God happy. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> you're making God happy. God looks at you and he's smiling. He's, he's just... I mean, what makes you happy? If you get... Um, if I give you $50, $50 right now, Hadassah, will you be happy? $50, will you be happy? No. Will you be happy, $50? Should I give you $50? Should I give you $50? Should I give you $50? Oh, I don't have $50. <laughs> <laughs> she had faith that was coming. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> <laughs> but wait, she will really be happy if I give her $50, right? <laughs> to please God, you are just making God happy. Now, Enoch did something that made God happy. Who knows? Who knows what Enoch did? Yes. Yes, but how? Genesis chapter 5. I don't have it on my slides, but turn, turn to Genesis chapter 5, verse 23 and 24. Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5. Gabriel, can you read for me? Uh-huh, read it. 23 to 23 and 24. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him. Right. Enoch walked faithfully with God. You know what it means to walk with someone? Who wants to walk with me? Um, Shemuel, come and walk with me. Okay. So... Let's say this is Enoch, and then I am God, right? You are God, So uh, I'm God, and you are Enoch, right? So I am God, and I'm walking. Of course, you don't tell God what to do. God decides where he's going. Right? And so I just decide, and I change my direction, and I'm going, and he's following me everywhere I go. Even though he may have plans that he's seen um, um, Anel, right? Enoch's, Enoch has seen Anel, very beautiful lady, and Enoch is interested in Anel. Wow. 
right? <laughs> you say what? <laughs> you know, right? I prosecuted and, and then I am, I am God, right? He's following me. And I seem to be going towards Anel. So he's all getting excited. Oh, yeah, God is really supporting this person that I want to choose. And then all of a sudden, God Uh-oh. turns around. And then, but he doesn't continue. He still turns around and follows me, right? So what do you think he's doing with his life? Does he have a plan for his own life? Doesn't it look like he's, his life has no direction? He's just following me. The direction of his life is who? Right? So everything he's going to do in his life is going to be what I am deciding to do. Correct? So when he says Enoch walked with God, okay, thank you, Shemuel. Enoch walked with God and that made God happy with him. Are you getting what really happened? Enoch actually gave his life over to God and said, okay, I may have my plans, but your plans win. Whatever you want for me, I, even though I, was, I wanted to go this way, but because you change direction, I am also changing direction. Are you with me? So Enoch pleased God, not because he was a perfect person, but just because he believed that God will always make better choices than he would. So he would always go with God's choice, whether he agreed or not. Okay, I'll skip this. Look at Jacob. How many of you know Jacob? What do you, what do you know about Jacob? Yes. Jacob is a who? A con man. A con man. Do you know anything good about Jacob? What's the, the most glaring thing that you all know about him was that he was... A con man. He was a deceiver. Right? He was a trickster. You think tricksters please God? People who deceive people. Not when you're deceiving. Not when you're deceiving. What does it say here? Um, Sarah, read for me. Guys, listen. Listen. Yes, Sarah. Was not Esau Jacob's brother, says the Lord. Yes, Jacob, I have loved. But Esau, I have hated. It says, sorry, Antonio. It says that, God says that he loves who? Jacob, the deceiver. God says he loves him. And Esau, he hates. Did Esau deceive anybody? But God says he hates him. And Jacob, the guy who deceived his brother, God says he loves him. Why, Michaela? Um, are you talking about like the whole story? Um, no, I'm just asking, why do you think God loves the deceiver and, and hates... Because I guess of his intention. Because of his like intentions? He um, cared more about it, if that makes sense. Like, uh, he was like a live-in-the-moment kind of guy. Like, he didn't really care. Like, as long as he had what he wanted in that moment, Jacob was more ahead. Like, you know, he thought far. Jacob thought far. And cared about what? About his He cared about what? No, you're on the path. Just tell me. Okay. So I'll give you maybe 85%. You still got an A, but 
Yes. Jacob really wanted the favor of God. Now, Vanessa is saying God loved Jacob because Jacob really wanted the favor of who? Of God. It took faith that Jacob had to want God's blessing. Esau didn't have that faith, so he despised the God's blessing. It's like, I mean, can you see God, Hadassah? If I tell you, oh, this God that you can't see is about to give you um, fried plantain with um, what? Beans and what? Gary and some palm nut oil on top. Right now, after we close. <laughs> if, if, if I tell you God is going to give you this food right after this service tonight, Antonio. But I'm not Will Will you believe me that God is actually going to come and give you this food? <laughs> I like the way you were laughing. Will you believe me that God is actually coming to give you this food? As opposed to, look at Jacob. He didn't care, sorry, becoming hungry because he wanted something from a God whom he could not see. That is faith. And because of that, God loved him even though his life was not perfect but god loved him because he was full of faith okay yes judah uh, so does it mean that, uh, um, that it's okay to win god's favor through deception um no he didn't actually win god's favor through deception he won god's favor through his faith even though his life was not perfect so god god certainly oh sorry i needed to turn my phone off no, that's um which my friend Mike friend Mike call phone so net. Alright, let's let's go on. Sorry about that. Are you with me? What was I saying? Wait, before that, what what's the time now? 10.55 Don't worry, we'll close before 12 Trust me Trust me We will close Before 12 In the next few minutes We will close Okay, The next few minutes Now After this I'll go for one more scripture And we'll be done, okay What was I saying? So God was happy with Jacob because he believed in him, not because um, his life was all perfect. No, and it's not that God is happy with you even though your life is not all perfect does not mean that it's okay for your life to not be perfect. Do you get it? But it's to just say that just by your faith, God is happy with you. And that faith, we can we'll see tomorrow, that faith is able to bring your life back on course. Okay? Now, look at Jesus. We'll end with Jesus. Do you think Jesus, God was happy with Jesus? Why do you think God was happy with Jesus? So you see, Jesus here is a clear example of somebody who would say it was perfect, right? But God 
was happy with Jesus in this scripture for something that Jesus did. Who can tell me? Getting baptized. Why would God be happy with him when Jesus got baptized? Yes. I'm guessing. I don't know. Yep. Because um, Jesus was Jesus. Like, he didn't have to, like, already, like, he didn't have to do what he, he did, but he did it as, like, an example, like this for everyone. So it's like taking an initiative and, I guess, Jesus, please. So he didn't have to, but he did it. And why did Jesus do it if he didn't have to? He came as man. He has to live like a man. Yes, you're right. You guys are all right, but uh, you're not hitting the nail on for me. Who, who asked Jesus to come? God. Jesus could have stayed where he was, right? But he still came. Now, talk of baptism. How many of us here have been baptized in water? Show by hand. Okay. Now, when you were baptized in water, did you know what it meant? Yeah. What did it mean? What does it mean when you are put under the water? What? When you are put under the water. You're buried. You're, you're being buried just like Jesus was buried. Right? And when you are raised out of the water, what does it mean? First, answer my question. Resurrection. When you are raised out of the water, you are also being raised like Jesus is raised. Yes. Uh-huh. Can you really say that? Because if Jesus got baptized and that's what it meant, then like he got baptized before he died. Mm -hmm. and him being buried is like us mm -hmm. buried in water and resurrecting. Like how does that make sense before he died? Uh, yeah, because you are looking at it from our perspective. Jesus in doing it, it was actually guys listen. I'm ending I'm ending on this one, okay? So if you get it quickly, we we'll go to bed quickly. And don't pretend like you've gotten it. Okay? <laughs> All right. So, listen. Why did Jesus come on earth? He came to die for our sins, correct? You, are, you all agree? So, if Jesus came to die for our sins, when he was being baptized, it was a symbolic representation of what he had come on earth to do. Are you with me? I don't think you are. You are with me? So, when he was put in the water, it was actually symbolic of how he was going to be buried under the earth. And when he was raised from the water, it was symbolic of how God was going to resurrect him from the earth. It was an instruction from God. John the Baptist started it. And God had told him, even though it's, it's not clearly there, but it was something God had told him to start as a baptism of repentance, the scripture says. So that Jesus, after Jesus died and resurrected, gave, Jesus gave that specific instruction to us that when we believe, we should be baptized. Okay? So Jesus, in doing this, one, he was submitting himself to the will of the Father. And then two, 
it was an act of faith. Even though he had not, are you listening? Even though Jesus had not yet gone on the cross, he had not yet died, but it was an act of faith that this is going to happen to me. I'm going to be put under the earth and I'm going to be raised from the dead. It was an act of faith. Are you, are you getting it or no? And so God was pleased with him. Immediately he did that, a voice came and said, This is my beloved son in whom I am what? When I become a Christian and I go through baptism, do you know that God is happy with me? Because it's an act of faith. Right? It's an act of faith. Now, let me close our conversation tonight by saying this. And I want to see your faces, even if it's a sleeping face. There is nothing that you can do in your own strength that will make God happy with you. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Liz, it's nothing. Irina, there's nothing that you can do in your own strength that will make God happy with you. There's only one thing. Although I said nothing, there's only one thing. And that's really not something you are doing per se, but it's something you are believing. And that's faith in God. That you believe, one, that God exists. And two, that this God who exists, if I seek him diligently, not wishy-washy, but if I actually pursue after him, if you believe it, that if I pursue after him, he will reward me. Just by having that belief, God is happy with you. Whether you are struggling in that process, Falling down, getting up, doing this, doing that. So long as you still have that faith in God, God is happy with you. And you are on a path to pleasing God. Amen. Amen. Shall we be on our feet? Now, I know you are all tired, but the next two minutes, I want you to really, in your heart, focus and pray to God, okay? I don't know about you, but I really don't care making anybody else happy. If everybody else is not happy with me, but God is happy with me, that's enough for me. Because... In this life, it's only God who holds my life in his hand. And there's only one person I want to make happy, it is God. And we have seen that without faith, you can't make God happy. So I want you to close your eyes and just briefly say a genuine, honest prayer from your heart to God. Say, Lord, make me a person of faith. Help me to believe in you. 
to believe in everything you have said about yourself in the Bible, to believe in, in the things that you tell me. Help me to have faith in you. Pray and talk to God. Close your eyes, please, wherever you are. We'll, we'll go to bed very soon. Just close your eyes. The Lord is speaking to me right now. If you're here and somehow you felt that God is not happy with you, God is not pleased with you, that you are not one of those people that God really likes. If that's what you've thought, wherever you are, I want you to raise your hand, just wherever you are standing. I, I, won't, I won't ask you to come here, but just raise your hand wherever you are. I'm going to pray with you. You've actually thought that uh, God is not really happy with me. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to pray for you if you have your hand up. Just praying for all of you who have your hands up. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask the Lord to show you in a tangible way that he's really pleased with you, okay? Those of you have your hands up. And God is going to show you in a way that you yourself cannot deny that, wow, I never knew that God was so pleased with me. Father, thank you for your word that has come. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You who know all things, knowing our hearts, knowing the thoughts that have gone through our hearts. When we look at our lives, we see, oh Lord, how we don't measure up. It's hard for us to believe that you are somehow pleased with us. Even with all our mess, it's hard for us to actually even accept that you are pleased with us because of our faith in you. And so, Lord, all these hands that are lifted, I ask in the name of Jesus. Father, I am asking on my knees in the name of Jesus that these ones that have their hands lifted up, you will manifest yourself to them in a special way. So special that they cannot deny it. That indeed they are the apple of your eye. That indeed you are pleased with them. Draw them into a closer and deeper walk with you. 
that they will know and know and know beyond every doubt that God is happy with me. Thank you, Father. I know you have heard me. Now I pray for everyone in this place. Can we all lift up our hands before the Lord? The Lord is here right now. I ask, Father, in your mercy, you will show us all how greatly pleased you are with us. Not because we deserve anything, but because you are good and merciful. As we lie down on our beds, give us visions of where you dwell. Take us to the place where you are. Help us to experience the bliss of your presence. And that we will be able to say, Oh, I didn't know that God was so pleased with me. Thank you, Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord give you his peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.